Hi, this is Shane Hagedorn, and you're listening to the Moment to Moment Podcast, episode number nine. I hope everybody had a great week. Uh, my week was really interesting. Uh, I worked. I had some family over over the weekend. We all got together, played some really fun games. There are some strange games out there. I haven't played them all, the ones that I've heard about, but I've got a chance to play some games that my, my cousins bring over. They're really revealing, like, they're not the, well, some of the popular, really kind of dark games, but they do make you write down little things that people have to try to guess. And I, I forget what this game was, but we just had a really good time playing it. It was, it was fun just having everybody together. And this is what this time of year is about getting together, family gatherings, friends, uh, food, drink, merriment, and enjoying each other's company. I mean, we should be doing that all the time, do we? No. You know, summers, uh, we try to get as much done and pleasure and playtime, and I guess we're not really stuck inside that much, so maybe the games replace bonfires in the summer. And now come wintertime, we move inside, and the holidays are upon us, and they go by so quick. October, November, December, poof, and then we're in the midst of winter. But I'd like to try to slow down this month. In the entertainment industry, there's not a lot going on. In December, everybody just kind of puts the brakes on. A lot of people fly back home and take time to be with their families. And I really like, I remember as a kid, having not just my family, but the extended family and the cousins and the aunts and the uncles. I remember as a kid just trying to navigate through this house full of people and everybody tearing up presents and eating and laughing and I guess as I got older, I don't know if this is the same for you. Big families still get together, but you get older and some people are not here anymore. Some people have moved far away. It's expensive to travel. It's really, you know, to some people, time consuming to get everything packed up, to get all the Christmas shopping done, to get, and it becomes a hassle. And so, in my experience, over the years, less and less, or the family unit has gotten smaller. And I don't know how I feel about that, just saying that right now. I guess as a kid, you look forward to those things. And now, as I said before, I'm not really a gift person, so does it really matter? No, but I am a time person. I value time and I like spending time with people. So I think that's why at least at my house, I host a lot of gatherings, you know, family and friends, and I don't mind doing it. Me and my wife are talking about that. She loves cooking for people, and no, you're not invited. Some of you, maybe. 
but she loves cooking for people. I love entertaining and not just me up there doing a show with a, with a cane and a top hat, but I like setting up the event. Like we do karaoke or the game night and we can have people bring games or I pick the perfect movie for that evening. And I like bringing people together. I think that's what filmmaking for me has been bringing people together. Me and my partner and collaborator, DJ Perry, I think he's in the same boat like this. He loves bringing his family and friends together on projects that really mean something to you and watching people have fun, watching them express themselves as artists, uh, challenge themselves as creatives and nurture and insulate them to be able to do that. And I really enjoy that. I really love to see people having a good time. I used to be able to just go off into maybe another room and just hearing people's laughter and their enjoyment. And that still brings me joy, you know? So I think we have one more gathering planned for before the, the year end. It's usually like a New Year's Day thing. We usually do it after the New Year's. I've had a New Year's Eve party. And they're nice. They don't get too out of hand, you know. Uh, we're in bed by <laughs> before the ball drops, kids. Yes, it's tough staying up past midnight my age. <laughs> Isn't it funny when you were a kid, getting sent to your room, getting sent to bed was punishment? And now you look forward to those things. You look forward to stripping down, maybe getting into PJs optional, and just being in bed, being at home. I don't know if we really have just changed in the past 10, 20, 30 years to be more homebodies. I don't know. Or has that always been the case? I think back, you know, so many years ago, People did work hard and were wore out. Now we work hard, we're stressed out, and so the bet is welcoming. Me, I do resist it, though. I resist it as much as I can. Uh, I try to fill my last moments with any kind of stimulus, and it's wrong. And I should just go to bed, and I regret it in the morning. Like, why don't I just get my sleep? My wife is sleeping. She's sleeping perfectly like a little angel. And I fight it. Just one more, one more email, one more post, one more episode. Is that crazy or what? Anyway, that which brings us to the topic. Social media. It's not the enemy. I don't want to come off like that. It can be used as a very good tool for whatever. A tool for strategy, marketing, networking, and also just tying family together, sharing things. But what I've been seeing lately, I don't know a whole lot of people. I don't have 300,000 followers but I do follow other creatives and, and people that I just have 
as friends and acquaintances. And I think that there's a real push and need for affirmation, you know, through social media. I think that there is an overabundance of sharing things. I'm guilty. I'm here to, uh, I'm in this recovery program with you all, oversharing uh, either private stuff or marketing stuff. And I try to keep a balance. There's a lot of thought leaders out there in philosophy on how much you should share, you know, from a business standpoint. Um, for every, let's say, 10 personal posts, I can put one marketing thing out there. One thing trying to point them to a product, a movie, an event, something like that, a podcast. I don't do that all the time. I like to have my feed balanced a little bit. There's some poignant stuff. There's some humor. There's, uh, you know, uplifting other artists or creatives and things like that. So um, I'm not perfect. I'm trying to get balance with that. But what I've been noticing from people that are in the industry or not what I call the fake it team make it. And you're probably very familiar with that. And I may be wrong on some people's parts and they're very earnest and, and wanting to do these things, but I see a very desperateness in their post. It, it It's commanding attention so much rather than just revealing or highlighting it and letting people make that decision. I think there's a lot of emphasis and like this and like a late night infomercial, it creates a feeling of you need to be on board with this because this is the train that's running. And so people that are not pursuing dreams of their own hitch onto the wagon or hitch on to the idea, and it's it's kind of desperate in the in the, in that respect, I would say. And so, in that, there's this constant cycle: posting, likes, comments, loves, posting, comments, likes, loves, and it doesn't stop. It's dopamine trigger. It's actually become addictive. Let's say for the person posting, it becomes addictive. That dopamine, that uh, chemical in our body that's similar to like drugs, it's being fueled. And so that constant stroke of ego, that constant trigger of dopamine, now we have to feel like we have to present more, produce more put this out, put that out, put, man, I can't keep up with it. And then there's another side to that, or maybe another personality that has to really inflate themselves to get people to notice. I always believe, let the work speak for itself. I have to let you know about it. And I can do that with a simple post and let people see it. Let people see the trailer. Let people see the artwork and let them decide. But I see some, some people 
like really inflate themselves or the product that they're doing. And maybe because the product is lacking some substance, maybe the person is lacking confidence, maybe both. So I think we have to just take a step back, look at the big picture, look at what we're trying to do and what we're trying to say, and just narrow it down, consolidate it, and just present it. Like the baboon in Lion King just holds up Simba. He doesn't have to give a big speech. He just holds him up and everybody bows. That would be nice. Another thing to consider, which I don't know if many do, is the people, our audience, our friends that are seeing these things, that are reading your posts, that are seeing your highlight reel. You know, I don't post all the bad stuff. I don't post challenges. Some drama people really do put that out there and and gain attention that way. But you you essentially get my highlight reel and people do that. So now when people are seeing that and all they see is all these good things, all these milestones, all the highs and no valleys, how does that make those people feel? The people that maybe aren't following their dreams or maybe have projects of their own. And not everybody does. That's fine. But they start to feel inadequate. Why aren't I doing this with my life? Why isn't my life look like that? Why don't I have that luck, that fortune, that whatever X factor it is, and they start to feel bad about themselves. They withdraw. They, how many people have you seen? Hey guys, taking a break from Facebook, man, signing off, or I got to cut this down, man. Like they announce it, just do it if you're going to do it. But they got to let you know, because I think that they go through some of this. I really do that they feel inadequate and there's on top of some of the articles that's constantly barraging, of course. But here's a little secret. You can unfollow people. Just unfollow them. You don't have to subscribe to them. You don't have to constantly watch them in your feed. You can keep them as friends or fans and just unfollow them. I made a post uh, a few weeks ago. I'm following like 11 people, basically. You know, one's uh, an actor, one's an artist, a business, and one's a cocker spaniel that's a star of an Animal Planet show. I think we need to really use social media as a thing. I know that I spend a good deal of time on it, time that when I look back, I know when I look back, I'm going to say, what was I doing with that time? Why did I sacrifice time with my family, pursuing goals, doing those things? 
because you got to have that balance. Yes, I love interacting with people. I love my friends and my fans and interacting with them. But what's the cost? How being so available, what's that price, your time? I think by now, even people in their 40s that have been on Facebook for like 10 years, we're wired, man. Kids who've been on social media and internet their whole lives, they're plugged in. I have friends that are not necessarily half my age, but late 20s, early 30s, and constantly on their phone, constantly playing video games, watching movies, everything. There has to be some kind of electronic stimulus throughout their day. And I'm not saying none of that is bad, but we have to be masters of ourself. I read a quote one time. It says, master thyself. Man, if you can do that, if you can control those impulses, focus your attention, you would be dangerous. <laughs> While wow, just saying that, it's like it's a reminder to refocus, repurpose, and reclaim our time from those things that are robbing it from us. So I think as the new year is approaching, I do have some goals. Some of these goals are 2017s, 2016s, 2015s, 2014s, of course. Get back in shape. I have a shape right now. It's just not a very pleasing shape. <laughs> Train, get back in shape. And now I want to try to put the phone down. Me and my wife had dinner last night. And she noticed afterwards, she goes, you didn't have your phone out. You had to put away. And I purposely did that. I don't want to see the phone on the table. I don't want to have the phone in my hand, checking it. When I put it on the table, I don't want to have that thing interrupting us. So I put it in my pocket. She noticed that. So as I go into the new year, I really want to take back some of that time. I know that I want to use it as a tool. I have to let people know what's going on. I do like to entertain people with humor, with enlightening stuff. But cut back. Cut back on my food intake so I'm not so chubby. Cut back on those time killers and wasters so I'm not so spiritually chubby. Does that make sense with you all? Can you identify with that? What are some of your goals for this year coming up? 2019. I know a lot of us is gym, family, work. But what are some of those things that we can do to actually achieve some of those? Getting in shape physically getting in shape spiritually, getting in shape emotionally. That, I believe, is the key to a well-balanced, 
and healthy, successful life. Thanks again for listening to the Moment to Moment podcast. I do think of you all. I do wish that these ideas and things we talk about resonate with you and hopefully plant a seed in some water for others and harvest some fruit for those down the line. Thank you again, and God bless you all. Oh, 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 oh,